You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Health Podcast, and I have Brian McCarthy. He's a co-founder of Dentistry.com. Uh, Brian, thanks for coming. I'm I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you, Richard. Yeah. So tell me, uh, I've, I've I've been pretty interested in dentistry lately, actually, because uh, starting to explore some of the uh, the elements of it that I think aren't commonplace. So I'm glad to talk to you. So tell me about uh, Dentistry.com. What's the premise of the company, and, and what does it do? Perfect. So I would start by saying, uh, and you know, maybe it sounds provocative, but I think it's it can be supported that there's an epidemic in the United States of of tooth decay and uh, really of people taking very poor quality care of their mouths and and there's so much need for that because the relationship between oral care and overall wellness has is is being documented and it's it's profound so you know this this leads to overall health problems and emotional distress and kind of limiting people, you know, limiting people in, in job interviews and limiting, limiting people even going out on dates. I mean, people, people are uncomfortable with the health of their mouth. So d- dentists have been slow to adopt the mobile web and how consumers interact with service providers, you know, in particular healthcare. Accenture has a, a report out saying that by 2019, this year, that 67% of adults in the United States will expect to be able to book their healthcare appointments online. But I don't know if you okay. tried, but there's the vast majority of dentists don't support online booking, right? And so, so mm. that's really where, that's where dentistry.com was born. We think that dentistry is in need of help. We want to raise the profile of dentistry and we, okay. and, and we want to, we want to see that more people go to the dentist. Less than half of the population in a given year goes to the dentist. And, you know, that's, it's a travesty. We have to change that. That's what dentistry.com is set up to do. Yeah, well, I can give you, you know, I'm a lay person in the, in the dentistry world, but uh, I can tell you when I've gone, um, it always looks like the office hasn't been touched since the 1980s. And, uh, you know, they are pretty antiquated. You know, they still hand you papers, paper clipboard and ask you to fill stuff out. And I wonder why they don't you know, hand you an iPad or something or right. do it electronically, right. but they don't do that. Um, the websites are, you know, again, really arcane. They're, they just mm-hmm. seem to be templates. 
And then, um, I don't know, the whole process just seems like it's mired, like, in at least 30 years ago, you know, in terms of everything that's Technology going on. Technology of that so, day. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Fax machines. Why, why do you think that is, by the way? What, what's the hesitancy on the part of dentists? Well, I think one one component of it is just simply that when you become a dentist, commonly you stay a dentist. And so the the average age of the dentist in the United States is you know it's probably late 40s or, or maybe even you know mid 50s and and mm. so these are people that started out 30 years ago and they're kind of stuck there so and i i, I want to pause though because what you're describing is absolutely um you know the case for for too many practices out there too many dentists but there are a lot you know there's a lot of change happening a lot of people that have adopted, you know, 21st century and are focused on the mobile device and the consumer experience, but it's just not enough. Too, it's too many consumers have the experience that you're describing. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking. My guess is that orthodontists probably would be. I, you know, I don't. My daughter has braces, but my wife mm-hmm. takes her, so I don't know. But I, I bet you that orthodontists actually are more young and hip because they deal with younger people and braces than regular dentists. I bet you mm-hmm. there's like a division in the dentistry world that's widening. That's just my guess, yeah. though. What, what's your experience? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think you picked the right specialty for that description because I, I I wouldn't say that the same applies to you know periodontists or some of these others, right? That tend mm-hmm. to work with people that are older. So uh, one big change, of course, that's come about in orthodonture is clear aligners. And then you look at Invisalign and, and if you, you chop their, their growth, their, like their stock growth and their market cap, you know, they're just on fire, right? They've, they've really taken you know, the market by storm. And yet it's still less, way less than 50% of the braces that are put on are clear aligners, you know? So, but I think most orthodontists adop- have already adopted this latest technology like clear aligners, they offer it to those that, that want it and for those that it makes sense. There's a lot of cases where clear aligners just simply won't work and so you need to use the, the old school braces. But but yeah, certain areas, there's pockets where they have advanced and then there's other areas where they're kind of stayed and, and you know, set in their own old ways. Okay. So what do you see as the, um, you know, the dentists that are going with technology, what are they doing differently from the, uh, the old school ones? So, uh, you know, so our parent company, one of their taglines is better, safer, faster dentistry. And, uh, and so there is a, there's a lot of R&D being put into making dentistry uh, faster and safer and better. And so, for instance, digital radiography, the, the practice that you're describing, I'm not sure if they're still using old school x-rays, but, you know, digital radiography, it's, is it one-tenth of the radiation that's used or something? I don't, I'm, I'm not a clinician, so I don't want to, I don't want to act like I am, but there's new equipment that reduce risk, uh, you know, so like, like, you know, like um, radiation. There's also machines now, uh, and they're fine-tuning them. They're making them better and better. They started out a couple decades ago, but CEREC, the CEREC machine, you can go in with a broken tooth. You can go into a practice that has a CEREC machine. You can walk out an hour later with a completely repaired tooth, you know, a replacement tooth or a crown. They call them inlays and onlays. And there's no, it used to be that you had to put this goo in your mouth and then it had to harden. And then they would, they would cast a replacement tooth for the short term and put it on. You have to come back a couple weeks later to get the long term. Today, 
you can walk out with a with a complete permanent you know replacement again within like say you know an hour so there are a lot of advances that are happening and that's part of what we're trying to do with dentistry.com too is just to educate people fear is one of the great uh, barriers fear pain cost and inconvenience and so with dentistry.com we're tackling fear and inconvenience and part you know one way to reduce fear is to is to educate people and uh, it didn't let them know that there are these advances. Well, you know, also too, something I know too from my personal experience, like in my family, I'm lucky. You know, I've had one cavity my whole life and, you know, I brush my teeth every day, but I have zero problems. And then, you know, my wife heard, you know, she's had problems all her life with the teeth. So yeah, someone like me, I think, I, I don't I don't think about the dentist. I forget about him and I'm like, oh yeah, it's been two years. All right, I'll go. But I don't really feel like I need to go because I've, feel like I'm fine. But people that have problems, I'm sure they go more often and maybe they dread going. I don't know. But um, I guess for a percentage of the population, they think, ah, I don't need it. I'm fine. I, I think some of, some of that applies, but I would say that it is a misconception. You know, I mean, yes, you don't get cavities, but let's talk about, let's talk about the relationship of oral care to, to overall health because most, around half of the population has some form of what they call dental caries or dental decay. Mm. So this is where the enamel has been eaten away. And so depending on your diet and definitely your genes, as you're, as you're talking about, make a big difference. But it's also your diet and then it's, and it's your care. But, but uh, it's very common for people to have, have enamel that's worked away and then there might be a cavity. But even if it's not a cavity, there's a lot of bacteria in your mouth. And Bacteria leads to inflammation, and then inflammation reduces your immune system response. Hmm. Right? So you might be perfectly fine with your with your mouth in terms of cavities, but you might still be impacting your overall health. So, uh, oh, really? It's yeah, it's a misconception. It's not just about cavities. Well, I don't get cavities; I don't have to go. It's actually not true. You want to make sure that your mouth has been completely cleaned because we, no matter if we brush and floss we are not going to be able to get every area. So a hygienist right. comes in and, 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 and does extra work. And then also you need a dentist to look at your mouth because even, uh, you know, we're, we're laymen, we don't know, but there are things that are brewing, uh, you know, that a dentist can catch way earlier. And in terms of cost, preventive care is always less expensive than uh, if, you, if you wait too long. And, and, and the strange thing about the mouth is too often, it's different than other parts of our body in that, you know, there's a lot of bad things happening that you don't know because you don't feel it. Hmm. Most of the time, you know, you hurt yourself. It's like, oh, I hurt myself. And then you go in and get worked on. But, but with the mouth, preventive care is more important. So what about the uh, the old school recommendation of, you know, go every six months? Does that apply to most people or is it more individualized than that? Well, I would say that it's as a general suggestion, it's right. But but you're, you're, it's true that, you know, once a year might be fine for some people and three times a year might be fine for other people. You know, I think you mm-hmm. got to, you got to talk to your dentist and, you know, and, and figure it, figure it out because it, it does, it is personalized. And I, you know, I think, you know, the average dentist will give you a straight answer saying, look, you haven't had any cavities. You know, you've been here three times in the last five years and you haven't had any cavities. And I look in your mouth and you take really good care. Maybe once a year is okay for you. you know? So I think I, gotcha. I think it's a, it's a personal thing. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, what are some more of the things that you're seeing the most avant-garde dentists do and is it helping them? And, you know, what, 
What's the most modern, what does a modern dentist look like now? What's the experience look like? So clinically, I'll break it down kind of clinical and business, right? Clinically, I think it is using the latest technology. So digital radiography and clear liners, uh, you know, because now that they have clear liners and then there's these new, these new um, scanners, they call, you know, 3D scanners. You stick a wand mm-hmm. into the patient's mouth and you're moving that wand around and it's rendering a perfect 3D, you know, replica, a digital replica of, of, of the mouth. So regular dentists, after some training, can offer clear liners and you don't need to go to an orthodontist. So that's, that's, that's a big, you know, that's a big change. I mentioned the Seric machine. I think there's that. But then, you know, the other side of it on the business side, which we're more involved in, there are lots of dentists now who are taking a completely different approach to developing, uh, you know, their, their practice. So like, for instance, pediatric dentists, you can find dentists now that have, you know, practically have like jungle gyms in their, in their offices. And they have all of these features that make it so much more enjoyable for the consumer. I mean, or for the child, no one likes to, to be prodded and poked in their mouth, but you can right. reduce that, you know, and headphones and you're, you know, you're watching videos or listening to music. So there's that whole side of it. There's also this whole kind of spa uh, thing that's happening too. So, uh, you know, I mean, there are, there's this practice, there's this uh, woman, she's got three practices up in the Seattle area. And, and she has a, when you come in as a patient, they pull you to the side and they do a one-on-one interview with you and they get to understand who you are and what you, what your likes and dislikes are. And they'll even like provide foot massages while you wait. You come in 15 minutes early so that you can get a foot massage before you go in to get your teeth oh, wow. or to get, yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of really cool innovations. Uh, you know, it is the age of the consumer and the, the, the business people that recognize that are the ones that are winning. Uh, you know, where they're really going way beyond what it used to be, you know, the requirements to service uh, the customer. And they're giving this, they're delighting their customers. And that's, that's what we're seeing. And kind of fun, you know, I think when you talk about raising the profile of dentistry, I think those are the kinds of things that have to happen. We have to really give them a great experience because just getting your teeth cleaned is sometimes not enough to get, you know, lots of people into the dentist. Hmm. Um, okay. And then what about follow-up? I mean, dentists seem to just, I mean, at best, they, you know, you go see them, great, then they disappear, and maybe they send you a little postcard, you know, oh, your, your teeth are due to be seen. Come see us. Any uh, referral systems or, you know, business marketing type stuff that really helps dentists? Well, the big, the big change here in the last couple of years has been uh, texting. So now you can have lots of software. Our software does this. One of our packages that we sell dentists. It's two-way texting with the patient. So you text the patient and say, "Hey, you, you know, you've got that, you got that scheduled appointment next week." And then, and then the day before, we send it, and you know, so that's that's one element of it. There's also, you know, you're not scheduled for an appointment, but you chipped a tooth or something, so you can send a text and and actually start texting with uh, with the practice, where the practice is responding to the consumer and, and talking it through. Uh, so you know, that's happening now. Maybe a little bit later, we can talk a little bit about the potential for teledentistry as well. Oh, that, how would you do teledentistry? Well, so, of course, real dentistry, you, you know, the, the, doc, the patient needs to be in the office uh, or on a, you know, I suppose in a mo- mobile, a mobile practice. But, um, but you have to be there working. But when we talk about 
the barriers holding people back. Convenience and inconvenience is a, is a very significant one. So the direction that we're looking is teledentistry, but it's not, of course, you know, getting a crown through the phone. That's not going to happen. But but how about that you want to inquire about um, a dentist that you haven't used before, or you've got a pain and you're concerned, and you know whether you're an existing patient or whether you're you know you don't have a dentist with the technology today. You can stream, you can do a video call with a dental practice and whether it's the hygienist or a technician or or a doctor, and you can actually begin the conversation. And the cameras are so good these days too. You turn on the selfie camera, you know, with the light and, uh, and then, you know, you can, if you're in sufficient light, the dentist can see a little bit of what's going on and help you. The idea is not to replace dentistry with the phone, but to lower the barrier for that inconvenience. Mm. And so you can start the process, build a rapport, get to know the, the you know, again, in the case of, a, of, of half the population, 49% of the population by our survey that we did, don't have a relationship with a dentist. And these people that don't have a relationship with a dentist, they are less than half as likely to go to the dentist regularly. So we're about building relationships. That's, again, what dentistry.com is about. But we think teledentistry yeah. is a way to do that. No, it makes sense. Like, remember, I asked you how often should people go, and you know, it depends. So, if, if I went to a dentist and they said, like, you know, hey, uh, you know, in three months we're going to do a quick, you know, a video conference like review to see how you're doing with stuff, and you did yeah. that, you know, you spent five minutes, and they said, oh, you know, you're looking good. You don't need to come for another, you know, four months, or ooh, yeah, yeah, you better come in right now. That would really help and make connections with people, and they exactly. can get some, you know, you know, okay. Well, it's it, that makes a lot of sense. What, uh, yeah, I know, you know, future tech, I know your focus, and it, it really is about leveraging new technologies for all these different, you know, industries, and dentistry is no different. In fact, it, they're more in need of embracing these new technologies just because they've been slow to adopt. And, and so, you know, using the cell phone, uh, why not? And I think that's exactly, yeah. it's funny you say that. The first thing that my hygienist asks me, or the doctor asks me every time I come in is, has anything changed? Right? Has anything changed in your health or with your mouth? And you could do that over the phone, you know? Yeah. Well, the dentist could also send you a quick video, you know, hey, Brian, it was great seeing you today. And, you know, I was glad we were able to do the cleaning and, you know, uh, keep a watch on your, you know, and your incisor on the lower part. And, you know, uh-huh. we'll see you in four months and all that stuff. I mean, you could do a right. lot of personal touch additions with that kind of thing. I don't know if they say this to everyone, but what they always say to me is, don't brush so hard. <laughs> you know, oh, they can send out little reminders to remind us, don't brush so hard. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. Any um, innovation coming that, uh, you know, is not out there yet, but again, is somewhat uh, futuristic in the dental world? I guess the, the teledentistry is definitely one. Any other items? Well, so there's a company that I'm familiar with just because geographically, uh, I think it's Gum Gum Dental in Santa Monica, California. They're they're using AI, what they call, you know, um, um, computer vision to find pathologies in dental x-rays. Mm. And they claim that it's three times, you know, three times faster, maybe maybe even more accurate. And, and of course, you you know all about AI. It gets smarter and smarter and smarter the more data it's able to consume. Right? So um, that's something new that I don't know that many people know about this, but it's something that's that's coming, you know, where we, where you're leveraging AI to spot pathologies faster and maybe more accurately 
than a dentist could. Certainly, you know, a younger dentist maybe that hasn't looked as, at as many x-rays to have the support of uh, a machine learning application that, that you know, is, is frankly just going to be better than you, you know, for a while. That's, that's something that's new. What about uh, the microbiome? You know, we have microbiome in our gut, but we also have one in our mouth. Is anyone exploring how that affects your dentition and, you know, cavities and everything? It's a really good question, you know, because I, I, uh, I have been studying that, you know, from the gut side. And I know that uh, what you say is absolutely true. There is an environment in our mouths with bacteria, uh, and there can be good bacteria, but too often there's bad bacteria. But I don't know of any company in dental that is directly um, handling that. Say, like, is the company, Vi- is it Viome or Viome? You know where you, Biome, yeah, you one of them. Yep. Yeah, you provide a sample, and then they're they're tracking your gut health. Uh, you know, I don't know that anyone's doing that for the mouth, but what a great idea! It's a great idea. You know, um, when well, you're I eating chips, you, I mean, you're eating chips. Go ahead. Right. You said you know you, we we know that diet modulates mouth health. Genetics play a role, and then mm-hmm. like you said, a lot of people have a lot of bacteria in their mouth. Well, the bacteria are doing something. So yeah. depending on diet, you, you'll have certain ones or not certain ones there. And I bet you that's a huge reason why some people, you know, have no problems with their teeth and some people have terrible problems. I bet you that there's got to be a, a tremendous influence of the bacteria in the mouth. It is. And I think it's only going to become more pronounced and more. We're going we're gonna to find ways to educate people and make it, you know, and uh, notify them to it. Because, you know, wellness has never been a hotter topic. It's so on fire. and the relationship of your oral health to, you know, the risk of Alzheimer's and diabetes and heart disease. And it just, and then that other kind of catch-all, which is lowering your immune system because your body is having to fight all the bacteria that you are feeding with your poor quality health or, you know, again, diet and all that. But um, hmm. yeah, it's fascinating. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful time, I think, because um, people are going to get healthier. You know, I, I, uh, hmm. I think about those babies that are born today that that might be living 150 years. Just crazy. Yeah. Well, hopefully so. Mm-hmm. Um, so last last few questions. So what specifically is Dentistry.com? What's its focus? Is it more helping dentists or is it helping individuals that go to the dentist connect with the dentist more? Well, we have a we have an MTP, Massive Transformative Purpose, uh, five words: transforming lives through dental care, and so. That translates, the way that that translates to dentistry.com is that, uh, again, half the population, more than half not going to the dentist. How are we going to change that? We're going we're gonna to reduce fear and provide information for people and the way that they want to receive it on their mobile device via videos, uh, via kind of BuzzFeed-like videos, you know, we're developing right now. And then convenience and how do we make it easier for consumers to engage with their dentist? Whether it's teledentistry or whether it's um, booking an appointment online, just really pushing the envelope so that more and more practices uh, offer their their calendar or some some portion of their calendar available to new consumers that are looking to to find a dentist. That's really where dentistry.com is. Our, I would say, you know, we want to make it a useful resource to consumers and patients, and of mm. course, in doing so, we're going to drive more dentistry. And then all boats rise. You know, every dentist is going to benefit from this. 
you know, my, my dream would be to get some very high profile uh, spokespeople to be talking about dentistry and just, we want to compete, you know, we want to compete yeah. with meditation and yoga. <laughs> so that's what, that's what we're, we're pursuing. And then on the dentist side, getting more dentists on the platform and then expanding our tool set. Uh, we see this as assisting them in, in the business of dentistry, you know, helping them to treat consumers better, make it easier for consumers to become patients and interact with them. Okay. Makes sense. Well, very good. So um, best way to get in contact to find out more is just go to dentistry.com or are there other channels that uh, people can look at for info? No, I would direct everyone, go to dentistry.com. Uh, you can read articles. You can search our database and read articles about dentistry. Uh, you can search for specific things like if you have a symptom or if there's been a treatment that's been mentioned and you're curious about it, you can do that. If you have a question, you can even go to the community. It's really simple. You create an account with your Google or Facebook, you know, if you want, uh, or create your own and ask a question and have a dental ex a dental professional expert answer your question. Oh, you know, that's, that's one. And then, and then find a dentist. You, there's a button. It's called find a dentist. You can search. And in our search functionality, you can search by your payment type and your location and your dental need. We're adding filters all the time, making it so that people say they want to, they want a female dentist. Okay. Well, then we'll search mm. and show you only female. Or you want, you want to book your appointment online? Then yeah, set that filter. We'll only show you, cons you know, practices that have online booking. That's really the place to go. And if you're a dentist listening to the podcast, you know, make sure that you claim your practice. We have this, uh, we call it claim your practice. It's free to all dentists. They can come in, create an account, find themselves on dentistry.com because we have in the range of 145,000 dentist profile pages and, and create, you know, fill out the content on that page so that consumers can see your face and they can see what school you went to and they can see why you became a dentist in your hours of operation. You know, think of it kind of as a Yelp. Uh, but it's uh, specifically for dentistry. We think about it like WebMD meets Yelp meets ZocDoc. Maybe not everyone knows ZocDoc, but you know they're an online booking functionality. Well, that's great. Well, so Brian, thanks for coming on the podcast, and I appreciate it. It's really been a pleasure, Richard. You know, you can tell probably I'm passionate about this because we do we do want to help people, and uh, mm -hmm. so any opportunity that we can talk about it and uh, spread the word, I'm just I'm really grateful. So thank you very much. You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. 
Thank you.